a death sentence had been put out upon Elijah's head. He had killed the prophets of Baal uh, after the great victory that he'd had um, in uh, the fire falling from heaven to consume his sacrifice. But Jezebel said, I will kill you. And she put out a, a, a price on his head. And Elijah fled for his life. And he told God, he said, Lord, I'm no better than my forefathers. Just take my life. Um, let, me, let me go on to be with you. Uh, but God was not finished with Elijah. And the Bible says that God sent his angels to minister to Elijah. And God began to speak to him and restore him. You know, we need God's comfort in, in difficult times, don't we? Uh, we need God to come alongside us and lift us up. And he is in the business of doing that. Uh, Paul is sharing here uh, a, uh, an encouragement and uh, also a personal testimony about a struggle in his own life and how God came to him in that time of struggle and also has used that time of struggle in his life to help him to minister to others and meet their needs as well. Uh, I believe we need to thank and praise God for the comfort that he gives us in our times of suffering. The title of my message is Encouragement in Suffering. Encouragement in Suffering. Look at verse 1 of 2 Corinthians 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will, and Timothy, our brother, to God's church at Corinth with all the saints who are throughout Achaia, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. He comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For as the sufferings of Christ overflow to us, so through Christ our comfort also overflows. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort which is experienced in your endurance of the same sufferings that we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that as you share in the sufferings, so you will share in the comfort. For we don't want you to be unaware, brothers, of our affliction that took place in Asia. We were completely overwhelmed beyond our strength, so that we even despaired of life. Indeed, we personally had a death sentence within ourselves, so that we would trust not in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a terrible death, and He will deliver us. We have put our hope in Him that He will deliver us again, while you join in helping us by your prayers. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gift that came to us through the prayers of many. Encouragement in suffering. How does God encourage us in suffering? Well, first of all, he provides divine comfort. Divine comfort. In my Bible, I circled the word Father in verse 2. The God and Father of, uh, and our Lord Jesus Christ. And then verse 3, praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. You know, God comes alongside us as a Father. Isn't it a wonderful thing? That Jesus said, when you pray, say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Our Father. 
God is our divine Father, and He's a perfect Father. He's not like the fathers like we are. We are imperfect, but He is perfect. Sometimes we're not loving. He's loving. Sometimes we don't know the best of what to do, but He always knows the best of what to do. And He knows how to perfectly comfort us in times of difficulty. I think of David, and he's running from Saul. And the Bible says that David encouraged himself in his God. He got aside and he spent time with God, and God ministered to his heart. Uh, I, I can think of, of times when uh, Paul struggled many times in his ministry, and God lifted him up and gave him strength. What must it have been like to have been beaten and to be persecuted and to go through all of the different things that Paul went through, but to find no matter what you face, God is able to come alongside you and lift you up and to comfort you in those times of difficulty. Um, one of my favorite scriptures says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This waiting on the Lord is the same, uh, uses the same word to translate into the Greek Old Testament as is used right here for the word comfort. As we wait on God, God comes to us in our need and He comforts us and encourages us and builds us up. Um, I, I, I think about the Psalms where David says, I, I have comforted uh, my soul in your word. Have you ever experienced a time in your life where you were struggling and you open up the Word of God and God just begins to minister to you through the pages of His Word and He touches your heart? Uh, I can't count the number of times that God has done that in my life. God is in the business of comforting. Um, one time I was, I was going through a difficult time and, and everybody else had gone to bed. I was, I was up and I was uh, praying in the kitchen. And all of a sudden it was as though... God just put his hand upon me. I, I just sensed his presence in such a real way. And it was as though God was saying, listen, I know. I was, I was t- telling him about my struggle. I know your struggle. I'm with you. It's divine comfort. Have you ever been comforted in a time of worship? Maybe you're singing songs of praise to God. And as you sing and worship him, he comes to meet you in that place of worship. And he begins to do a work of spiritual healing in your life. What a wonderful God we serve. He is a God who provides divine comfort. The word for comfort here means to call alongside. We have a partner that goes with us through every circumstance of life. And he's our God. And he will uh, lift us up when we need it. David said, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Even there, your hand will lead me. God is with us. He provides divine comfort. Thank Him for it. Praise Him for it. Draw near to Him. The Scripture says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So take that time each day to spend with God. Let Him comfort your soul. Ask Him to speak to you through His Word. Ask Him to pray for you. Ask Him to uh, encourage you as you sing Uh, worship to him. By the way, I sing sometimes in my quiet time. I'm upstairs with the door closed so I don't wake the dead, right? Uh, But uh, I do. Sometimes I'll sing in my quiet time. 
And what a, what a neat thing. And, and God will sometimes touch me in such a profound way. Um, God will comfort you. Draw near to him, and he will draw near to you. Uh, he says, I, I call him the father of mercies and the God of all comfort. You know, God will even comfort us in our sin. What does mercy mean? It means not giving us what we deserve. The scripture says, it is of your compassions that we are not consumed. For your compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord. God is a merciful God. Maybe some of you are struggling with sin in your life. I I can encourage you to say there is victory over sin uh, through Christ and through the power of His Holy Spirit. And uh, this is not a message about that. If you need help with that, come see me. But, um, But the Scripture says that God is a God of mercy. Aren't you grateful when we blow it? He still loves us. And He can come alongside us and He can comfort us. Uh, even uh, from the guilt and the pain of our sin. God is a God of comfort. Draw near to Him, and He will draw near to you. How does He encourage us? First of all, He gives us divine comfort. Secondly, He gives us understanding friends. Isn't that a great blessing? I I think of friends over my life that uh, God has sent me, and some friends, uh, one of them I prayed for when I was in high school. I said, Lord, I, I'd just like to have a good Christian friend. And two weeks later, uh, this guy transferred from Maryville High School to Alcoa High School. And uh, I, I began a, a friendship with him. It was great. And uh, uh, what a blessing. But throughout my life, I can see people that God has brought into my life. Some of them are family members. Some of them uh, have been pastor friends that have encouraged me and or have mentored me. Uh, but God has brought friends along. Isn't it amazing how God can bring a person into your life at the time that you need it to provide encouragement? Um, I remember when my kids were little. Uh, they're, they're a little big for this now. But uh, they used to, to crawl up in my lap when I'd get home from work. And sit with me. And watch TV with me. And you know, it was just awesome. It was comfort. Just their being there was a comfort to me. And I just feel all the stress and, and difficulty of the day just kind of melt away, just enjoying them. Aren't friends a blessing? Aren't, aren't uh, the, the people that God sends to us? The church of God is a blessing. I want to tell you, uh, there's a lot of places in this world where you, where you won't find sympathy for what you're going through in the times of your struggle. But here in the, in the house of God, there are people that love you. And there are people that love me. Uh, you guys have supported me in, in difficult times, you know, in, in times of sickness for my family, and 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 uh, and you've supported each other. It's, it's been an encouragement to me to see how God's people come alongside God's people in times of difficulty uh, and minister to needs, and sometimes through prayer, sometimes through a card, sometimes through a visit. Uh, but uh, it's amazing how God will use us to bless each other. Uh, what a blessing friends are. Uh, Paul says, I've gone through this suffering so that I can minister to you. Because through the same suffering that I've gone through, as you go through that suffering, God enables me to minister to you. I had a man in, in my last church, his name was Mike Roddy, and, and he and his wife uh, 
had lost a child, and uh, she, was, I think, was eight years old when she died, uh, uh, spinal meningitis. And um, just an incredibly difficult time for them. Uh, God carried them through. Uh, but he told me since that time that he had had the opportunity to talk with several people who had lost children. And, and he was able to provide a unique encouragement for those people because he understood where they were. Um, sometimes suffering, um, it, I believe it, uh, for the child of God, it always has a purpose. And, and God uh, will always bring about good even through the difficult things that we face and, and the bad things that we face sometimes. But even beyond that, God wants to take our suffering and, and use it in our lives so that we can be a blessing to other people. And God has designed the body of Christ to work that way. So that when you suffer, and then I suffer in that similar way, you can minister to me. Or when I suffer, and then you suffer in that similar way, uh, I can minister to you. The Bible says there's no suffering except what is common to man. That's a good thing. So God has given us each other to build each other up in times of suffering. Uh, one great way that happens is in Sunday school when you uh, can pray together about specific needs or maybe share struggles that you're going through and, and God's people can build you up. It's a great opportunity for that kind of fellowship to occur. Uh, but uh, out in this community as you go out to eat with somebody or you uh, maybe go do something fun together, watch the UT Vols or something like that, uh, you can have times of fellowship with other believers and, and let them benefit uh, from how God has comforted you. Uh, one of the things that, that I've learned to do is to ask God to minister to a person through me. Um, because a lot of times what I've found is God knows what that person's struggling with, what that person needs. And so... Uh, I remember one time, I, I was just completely at a loss. I was going to talk to this lady. Her husband had just had this major stroke. He was in a wheelchair, and uh, uh, he was at the hospital. And then she had a major heart attack, and they'd put her in the hospital. And then she, she had these blood clots moving around her body. Uh, they amputated her some of her toes, then her foot, then below the knee, then above the knee, then the other leg above the knee. The other leg above the knee was when I was going at this particular time. And I was just kind of, Lord, what do I say? I, you, know, how, you know, I just was at a loss. And, and I remember praying as I, as I was going to, to talk to her and uh, just saying, do it through me. Well, I ended up going in there and, and I said hi to her and then she started ministering to me. <laughs> and it was amazing. Uh, but, but God, is he's able to supply what you need at this specific time. And that time, she didn't really need anything from me. It's a good thing because I didn't have anything. But, uh, you know, when people need things, I have found that God, even when I am tired, even when I am at the end of myself, God can minister through me. And so ask God as you, uh, if you're conversing with somebody and this issue comes up, and you have an opportunity to minister to them. Ask God, say, Lord, speak through me to this person. Bring things to mind or, you know, just use me and uh, to minister to this person. So understanding friends are one of the ways that God encourages us in suffering. Be that friend and also receive that friendship. It is a blessing from God. So encouragement and suffering, how does God encourage us? He provides divine comfort. Thank him for it. 
Understanding friends, thank him for it. But thirdly, he provides resurrection power. Uh, I love these, these verses. He says, uh, verse 8, he begins to speak about his personal situation. We don't want you to be unaware, brothers, of our affliction that took place in Asia. By the way, isn't it interesting that he doesn't mention what affliction it is? Uh, some people believe it was uh, discouragement at Athens. Uh, other people believe um, maybe this was during the time of his imprisonment. But the, really, the Bible doesn't tell us. And so, uh, sometimes I think in Scripture there's deliberate ambiguity. So that you can put whatever your suffering is in that blank and know that God can minister to you in the middle of that suffering. But look what he says. Uh, we don't want you to be aware of our affliction that took place in Asia. We were completely overwhelmed beyond our strength. You know, sometimes we put the apostles in, up on a pedestal. We think, well, boy, you know, if only I could be like fill in the blank. Paul, Peter, whoever. Uh, but these were ordinary men. They were ordinary men who had an extraordinary God. He says, we were overwhelmed beyond our strength so that we despaired of life. Indeed, we personally had a death sentence within ourselves so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. You know what I believe Paul is saying here is that resurrection power didn't stop at, at, at the empty tomb. When Jesus arose and conquered death and, and all that was, and he ascended to the right hand of the Father, his power is still available to us today. He has given us resurrection power. And that's good because a lot of the time, we struggle in this life. We need to be lifted up. Uh, have you ever been on the flat of your back sick? Uh, my sister-in-law and her husband got this really bad flu one time. And she said they were so sick that they didn't even want to move. I mean, they were. she said we'd, we'd put the phone right by our bed so that all we had to do was just reach over there and grab the phone and put it up to our ear. And she said they would crawl across the floor, you know, to, that's how sick they were. Have you ever, I mean, just felt that way physically? Or maybe you felt that way emotionally. I understand that sometimes people in the middle of depression find it difficult even to do the most basic things of life. It's just a struggle for them. Um spiritually maybe you feel at the end of yourself spiritually but the amazing thing is that god's resurrection power is still available today and he's in the business of restoring people who are cast down yeah, i love what david says in the psalms he lifted me up out of the miry clay and set me on a rock isn't that a beautiful picture He's in the business of lifting the needy from the dunghill and setting him among princes. That's the God we serve. Uh, there is 
mercy for each day. There is grace for each day. And, and He can lift us up wherever we are. He comforts us through His resurrection power. There's been a number of times in my life where I've had to pray, Lord, I'm not really sure what I need, but I need something. Would you supply it? And it's amazing how faithful God has been to, to answer those prayers. He, he could come to you at your place of need and provide exactly what you need to lift you up and bring you life. Some of you may be in a place of hopelessness. He can restore hope. Jesus is our living hope. I love what Peter wrote in another, it was a book on suffering. Imagine that. He says, uh, we have a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Living hope. Listen, whatever situation that I may face, we still serve a God. I'm going to tell you something. Jesus Christ still has the power to heal. He still has the power to lift people up. I think of Mary Magdalene. She had, the scripture tells us, seven demons that were afflicting her. Uh, she was in a, a, a wicked, sinful lifestyle. Bible teaches no sex outside of the marriage relationship between a man and a woman, but she was a prostitute. Involved in great sin, very broken, and yet Jesus came to her at her place of need and he set her free from those demons. He lifted her up and forgave her sin and set her on a new path. What an amazing God. And then she became one of the supporters of the ministry of Jesus with her finances. Talk about redemption. I want you to know Jesus can meet you wherever you are. And he can lift you up. I love the story, I'm not going to tell you the whole story again this week, but uh, uh, of Lazarus. But you know, Jesus standing outside of Lazarus' tomb, all he had to do was speak. Lazarus, come forth. And he had these grave clothes wrapped around him. He got up, said, loose him, let him go. Just a word. Jesus can speak into your life. Bring your heartache to Jesus. Bring your brokenness to Jesus. Bring your struggle to Jesus so that he can lift you up. Sometimes he'll lift you up by delivering you from the trial. Sometimes he'll lift you up within the trial, but he'll lift you up. Resurrection power. How does God encourage us in suffering? Divine comfort, understanding friends, resurrection power. Thank Him for it. And helpful prayers. Look at verse 11. While you join in helping us by your prayers, then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gift that came to us through the prayers of many. Helpful prayers. The word that Paul uses um, here for the gift that came to us through the prayers of many is the word charisma. And it means uh, a grace gift or a gift that's the result of grace. What God can do through us as we pray for each other is he can provide gracious gifts that we need to handle whatever we're facing. 
uh, I thank God for the prayers of God's people. One time I was, I was going through something at, at, at uh, a church I pastored in, in the past, and, and a woman came up to me, and, and she said, I was reading a psalm this week, and it just described what you go through every month. Uh, she knew the specific situation I was. She said, and I began to pray that psalm on your behalf. Isn't that neat? Uh, I, I think of uh, a friend, uh, Bill, who prayed for me during a time of struggle and how it lifted me up. I think of my mother who's prayed for me. I don't know how many times she's prayed for me. She probably kept me out of a whole lot of trouble. Uh, but it's lifted me up. My sister Sometimes I, I've, I've called her and she said, you know, God put you on my heart this past week and I've prayed for you. And I said, boy, I needed it. Isn't, it. isn't God faithful? Isn't it amazing that we don't have to deal with this struggle alone? God has given us support through the body of Christ. And uh, uh, many of you have shared with me your prayers for me and I appreciate that. And we pray for each other, don't we? we pray. I can't tell you how many times I... Somebody come to me and say, hey, I'm praying for so-and-so. Would you join me in prayer for them? Uh, that's so biblical, and it's what we need. If the apostle Paul needed it, so do we. He said, but something will happen as you pray for each other. Not only does God give you a gift that helps to meet your need, but God somehow works in the situation through the prayers of his people to bless other people because they start thanking God for what's happened in and through your life. What an amazing thing. God's encouragement and suffering. Um, Johnny Erickson Tata uh, is, a, is a lady. She has a Christian ministry. But when she was a teenager, she, she dove into, uh, I believe it was a swimming pool, and broke her neck, became a quadriplegic, uh, and went through a, a, a struggle, obviously, with that. And, uh, but a few years ago, she wrote a second book because uh, this, this time, even though she didn't have normal feeling in her, in her legs and her arms, she began to have this nerve condition where you experience this extreme pain. And she said, one day I was, I, I, I had been, I'd struggled all night uh, with with this throbbing pain in my lower back and my hip, and it just was was so. I just felt like I was being assaulted by the enemy. It was just struggling, and and she said, uh, uh, my husband had invited several men, some spiritual leaders from our church over, and they began to pray for me. And she said it was like God just came in and lifted me up. And she said, yeah, and. It, and, and the discouragement and the anger and the frustration went away, and I had his peace. Isn't that amazing? The prayers of God's people. That is a blessing directly from God. Each of these things that we've talked about are ways that God shows his goodness to us. We serve a good God, gracious God. Uh, divine comfort, understanding friends, resurrection power, and helpful prayers. Thank God for it. Ask God for it. Go to God in your time of suffering so that he can provide the things that you need. And he will meet you where you are. If you're his child, God is your father and he cares for you. If you're not his child, you can be today. Jesus Christ paid the price 
on Calvary's cross. He died for your sin. He took the wrath of God upon himself. He took the, the judgment of God, satisfied the justice of God. Uh, and then, three days later, he rose from the dead. And he ascended to the right hand of the Father. And he told his disciples, you go tell everybody that there is salvation. If people will repent, put their trust in me because of what I've done, they can be saved. They can have a relationship with me and a relationship with God the Father. Uh, if that's your desire, and I want you to know, the Bible says, whosoever will may come. Whosoever. There's a song that says, whosoever surely meaneth me. <laughs> it means you. It means me. It means everybody. There's no sin too great that God can't forgive it. Uh, if you'd like to, to begin a relationship with Christ, have a home in heaven. Uh, I'm going to give you an opportunity here in just a moment. We're going to begin an invitation time. I'll be standing here at the front. I'm going to just invite you to come. And uh, you come and say, I'm ready. And uh, we'll pray a prayer together. I'll pray a phrase at a time if you'd like to repeat after me. And you can give your heart to Christ. Uh, if you're here today as a child of God, know that He loves you. He sees you in your need. He cares for you. And uh, He wants to come alongside you and be a support to you. Maybe you just want to come to this altar and say, Lord, I need you. <laughs> I, I need your comfort. I need your strength. I need whatever it is you need. And God, will you? I want to draw near to you. Give me the grace to draw near to you on a regular basis and supply what I need. This altar is open. Uh, maybe you need to come to this altar and pray for someone else. We've been talking about that. Maybe God has laid somebody on your heart and you'd like to intercede for them. Whatever God wants you to do this morning, will you respond to him right now? Let's stand. Father, we come before you and we, we thank you that you are God and that you are faithful.